Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In today's Gospel, we hear probably one of the greatest stories in the entire Gospel of John. We know that water is life-giving. Literally, we know that our bodies need water. In fact, if we go without water for three or four days, eventually our bodies will decline and die. It's a scientific fact. Our bodies need water in order to live and function. The people of Israel lived in a land that was surrounded by barren deserts. And so water constituted a question of life and death for them. So the first thing that we can take from this story of the woman at the well is that we are meant to identify with this woman. Our deepest desire is always to drink from the well of Jesus Christ. St. Augustine puts it best in his book, The Confessions. He says, Lord, our hearts are restless until they rest in you, my God. That really is the sense of the story that we read today in the gospel. Now, notice how it begins. The passage essentially begins with Jesus going or passing through this town of Samaria. Now, realize there was no love lost between the Samarians as well as the Jews. Now, the Samaritans were former Jews that intermarried with Gentiles. And therefore, the Jews looked down upon the Samaritans. They treated them as second-class citizens. And so, the Samaritans resented that. And so, Jews and Samaritans, they hated each other for centuries on end. Now, if you were a good Jew, you would go around the town or the city rather than pass through it. But what does Jesus do? Jesus intentionally passes right through it. As I said before, everything that Jesus does or says is very intentional. So what is he doing here? He's extending or offering an invitation of God's grace, blessing, but more importantly, of life. To join their life or participate in their life with Christ. It's offered for all, not just a select few. So Jesus it says he sat down at the well. Now, if you study the Old Testament, you find out wells are always associated or synonymous with marriage. When people meet at a well in the Old Testament, typically shortly after they get married. I'll give you some examples. Isaac and Rebekah, Jacob and Rachel, Moses and Zephira. They all meet at the well and shortly after they get married. Well, symbolically, Jesus now sits down at this well, and we see a marriage taking place. Jesus always refers to himself as the bridegroom in the Gospels. We, humanity, is the bride. 
This woman coming to the well, she represents all of us. She represents all of humanity. And see, there you see the marriage between Jesus and us. That's the type of relationship of faith God desires from all of us. Now, notice that little detail. It was noon when this woman arrived at the well. It's the hottest part of the day. Now, most of us would go to that well early in the morning when it's the coolest part of the day. And yet, she's coming at a very awkward time. But I'll address that a little bit later. Next in the story, Jesus says to the woman, Give me something to drink. Now, in the ancient world, remember it was a patriarchal society. Men never addressed women in such a frank and direct way in public, especially complete strangers. And yet, remember, Jews and Samaritans, they never spoke to one another, let alone asked one another for a favor. So what is Jesus really doing here? He's inviting her. He's extending an invitation for her into faith in him. St. Augustine said, Here God thirsts for her soul. But I think he's also thirsting for our generosity. Our generosity makes us more like Christ. What is sin? It's a lack of generosity. Instead, you cling to the very things that you have and you don't share them. Now the woman says, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? And so she acknowledges that this is odd. It's very strange. Jesus says, If you knew the gift of God, he would have given you living water. And so Jesus, yes, he is the gift of God for all of us. And for people that live in a desert, water is life in of itself. But what's that living water that Jesus wants to give? It's the gift of grace that was once lost with Adam and Eve in the great fall. Well, now it's being restored through Christ. And yet she's skeptical. She says what? Sir, you have no bucket. Where can you get this living water? Jesus says, Everyone who drinks this water will thirst again. Whoever drinks of the water that I give will never thirst. I've said many times before, all of us have an infinite longing for the divine in our life. We are all made for God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God said, Let us make man in our own image and likeness. Therefore, we are, yes, made for God. The problem is when we hook that longing for the divine onto something else in this world. See, then we'll never be satisfied. Then we're going to be drinking from that well, no matter what it is, whether it's fame, fortune, notoriety, honor, power. We're going to keep going back to that well again and again and again because it never satisfies that longing for God. That's why this woman, she keeps going back to that well day after day. She represents all those people that have attached that deep longing for the infinite desire for God to something else in this world. Now, Jesus says, The water I give will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. Well, here Jesus offers all of us to participate in his divine life. I think a good question we have to ask ourselves during the season of Lent, and we're halfway through it, What well do we drink from? 
Do we drink from the well of Jesus Christ? Perfect, that's great. Or maybe from time to time, we drink from another well, whether it is fame, fortune, power, whatever it is. See, that's why this story immediately draws us in. Now, this this woman, she accepts Jesus' invitation. That's fantastic. She says, give me this water. Okay, so that's the first part of the story. The second part, Jesus says, now go call your husband. Now go back to that question about her arriving at noon at the well. Why? Why does she come at noon, which is the absolute worst time and the hottest time? Well, I think it's because she knows she'll be alone. In the ancient world, it was a common custom for women to go early in the morning to go to the well and retrieve water for the day. But there is also a social aspect associated with it. You know, the women would go there and they would see their friends, relatives, neighbors. And so they would talk as they were waiting in line to retrieve the water. And so they would catch up on things. So maybe the reason why she comes at noon is because she knows no one will be there. She'll be alone. Worse yet, she won't have to face the judgment of the people in the town. Now, Jesus... He doesn't begin his conversation with raising the topic of the five husbands. He doesn't begin condemning her. No. He first begins the conversation by offering her an invitation to participate in the divine life with him. It's an invitation to God's grace. Well, once she's drawn into God's grace and she accepts that invitation, only then is she ready to hear the truth. So what are we to make of this? How are we to understand it? Well, we are all sinners, just like this woman at the well. And yet Jesus comes into our lives and he offers us an invitation to share his divine life. Now, we accepted it at the time of our baptism and through subsequent sacraments, we have been drawn into that divine life with Christ. And in doing so, Now we, too, are exposed to the truth, and we know we must change. We can't be the same person. And I think that's really the key that's that's happening here in the story. We must honestly look at our lives and see where we need to change. See, this woman acknowledged that. Then she asks about worshiping God, which is the third part of the story. Jesus says, The hour is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Worship, that is at the very heart of our faith. As Catholics, we are a Eucharistic people. Our whole faith is based upon right worship, and that's why we come to Mass every week. And that's why it's part of the third commandment. You know, to recognize worshiping God is at the core of our faith. We believe that the Mass is our highest prayer. What is sin? It's an absence of worship. It's no worship at all. It's a person who puts something other than God at the heart of their life. And precisely, they drink from that well. And they keep going back to that well again and again and again. See, Jesus offers us 
true worship. He wants our heart, our mind, our soul, our will, and our intellect properly aligned to him. See, that's the well, that's the source of eternal life for us all. And see, that's the crux of the story. First of all, we are offered an invitation of grace to participate in Jesus' life. And we took that at the moment of our baptism. And throughout our life, we recognize that we are now compelled to change. Change for the better. We can't be the same person. See, and in doing so, now we are naturally inclined to offer God right worship and right praise. See, that's the heart of the story. Now, one last thing to think about. The little detail. She left her water jar and she went into town. Well, she no longer needs her bucket for water. Jesus is the center of her life. She drinks now from the well of Christ. She's no longer thirsty. That's why she leaves that bucket behind. More to it, she goes now to tell the people in the town that she has found Jesus and she has changed. She wants to share that. And more importantly, she wants to share that with those people in the town that ostracized her and judged her. Well, the same thing holds true with us. You know, we have accepted the invitation to participate in Jesus' life. And now we changed. We changed for the better. And now we're naturally inclined to always offer God right worship and right praise. Jesus Christ is the source and the well that we drink from now and for all of eternity. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.